0: Good morning and welcome back. We are having such a giggle. You should be on the show. And if you're not, you really need to join us. But welcome back to Amplify Your Business to Amplify Your Life, the podcast where we dig deep to unearth golden nuggets of business wisdom, feeling not just your entrepreneurial success, but also passion and fulfillment in your life. I am your host, Odette De Beatt, international business strategist, speaker, and advocate for excellence in every walk of life. I have the immense pleasure again today to welcome back the powerhouse and in all things leadership and the mastermind behind Chris, Christo Pretorius. Christo, it's an honor to have you back.
1: Thank you very much, Odette. Uh, really glad to be with you again. Looking forward to another session, uh, part three.
0: Part three, micromanagement. Who knew that it could be such an interesting topic? In part one, We talked about what micromanagement is. We gave a little bit of a definition, part two. We discussed the different kinds of micromanagements, as well as what needs to be done to shift from being a micromanager to becoming a leader. And today we are going to talk about global best practice to show you that this is not just something that Odette and Christo thought up, but it's actually something that global organizations are employing to make sure that they grow their business. And you're here because you probably want to grow your business and you probably want to be better in life. So Christo, why don't you kick us off?
1: Yeah, first of all, I think it's important that you, you know, foster a culture of trust within your organization, within your your teams, your managers, you know, their abilities, uh, show mm. confidence in their, within their work. You know, we speak a lot about, you know, it's a, you know, being a global citizen, you know, the world has become so small. And so mm. I believe. It's important that, you know, we look at these things that, you know, we speak about these words of, of culture, we speak about, you know, um, family, these type of things. So it's important that we create that first. Um, mm-hmm. Ask ourselves the question, you know, like, what is the, what is the outcome we want to have? What is the purpose? Where really want this thing to look like ultimately? What are we building? So mm-hmm. I think fostering that culture of trust, you know, within your organization is definitely going to be key
0: absolutely and you just mentioned another key which is where are we going so what is that vision that we want as an organization to aspire to and crafting a clear vision which is rooted in your purpose that resonates with the values of your company note that i said purpose and purpose is not making money that comes as a result of delivering good stuff and values, which talks about how we show up as organizations, how we expect our team to show up. And if you've, if you've clearly articulated the values, I believe it becomes really easy to foster the culture of trust. Because if I can tell you that I expect you to show up in this way, and I in turn show up in that way, it's really easy to build trust because you know what's expected, you know in which way you should be showing up, and you see me modeling it. And suddenly we're all just doing the same thing because that's the culture of the organization. So it really starts with being clear about that vision. Um, Christo, uh, what is your perspective on the team?
1: Yeah, I believe it's important that, you know, each person needs to have a, a set task, you know, they, they need to have a position, they need mm. to have a role, you know, so clarifying roles and responsibilities, you know, yes. set outcomes, you know, those things are are important. My, my background, or, well, maybe it's, it's more than background, it's years ago, I used to be um, involved in, in sport. I really enjoy sport. I think the great thing about sport is the teamwork aspect that um, that, comes, that comes along with that. You know, you can't, you can't be great on your own. You need people around mm. you. And so there's camaraderie, you know, within a team, you know, there's responsibilities, there's positions, you know, there is people that have different competencies with, within a team. And right. and to see those things come together, you know, is absolutely you know incredible to have mm-hmm. a group of different people, different background, different ideas, and you can you know harness them around a set goal and vision and see that become you know successful. It's almost like a you know an orchestra to see how they can take all these different instruments and different people and produce mm-hmm. this incredible sound, this incredible production. So team for me is really about, you know, knowing those different components that fits in um, the bigger picture.
0: Absolutely. And of course connected to your team is creating a growth and development plan to empower your team. So one of the little hacks I would recommend that every leader in every organization, regardless of the size does is create a matrix of your employees and their skills as well as the skills that's necessary in your organization, and plot your team against that matrix. So plot where does each one of them sit, what skills do they have, what skills do they need to develop to grow in their in their current role. Also have a conversation around how they would like to grow. Perhaps what they're doing now is not actually what they want to do, and they could serve your organization better because they have a passion for something else. The key is for you, again, as Christo said before, is for you to understand your players. And it helps if you've got a format or a structure around that. So creating that matrix so that you know who's got what strengths and where do they need to develop so that you know where to invest. Because we always talk about investing in our team and developing them and growing them and empowering them through training. But how do you train them? And in what do you train them? That starts with knowing who they are. And where you want to go and where you want to go, guys, it sits in your vision. If you don't have a purpose, if you don't have a vision, you're going to be employing people who you will then empower in skills that won't necessarily support the growth of your business. You'll be very vanilla because you're doing what you hear everyone else doing. Um, And then there's another very interesting one, which I'd love for you to explore, Christo. And that's creating a culture of resilience and agility.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's quite powerful. You know, you need to to be resilient um, to to live in this world, <laughs> to live in this society that we currently currently have. You know, and resilience, you know, it's it's going to come from from the challenges that you have faced. You know, I believe in in society as well today. You know, people want things to to happen easily. We don't want to work for stuff. You know, things must just you know take place but it's not going to happen, you know, you need to be resilient, you need to you need yeah. to push through, you need to have determination, you know, within you. If I look once again at, at sport, th- the harder you train, you know, the better you're going to perform. Yes. Um, we, we, we always had this, this saying, you know, the way you practice is the way you play. And so, if you're going to play around <laughs> during practice, then you're not going to perform that well on the day. And so, yeah. you know, resilience is important for me. Agility, um, you have to be agile. Um yeah. You can't just want to stick to, you know, the norms and how things used to be. Once again, we live in a society that things are changing rapidly. And if mm. you're not going to be agile in your thinking, if you're not going to be agile in your ability to to work, you know, in your competence, you're really going to be found wanted. So um, those are two very important aspects, you know, within your within your team.
0: Absolutely. So the next area which I'm I'm a little bit passionate about is leading with integrity and authenticity. Now, I want to clarify what integrity is in my mind. Integrity is not honesty because honesty is honesty. Integrity is doing what you said you would do when you said you would do it. Integrity in that sense with that definition means that people can trust you, means that you can trust you. When we have integrity We are consistently doing what we said we would do when we said we would do it, which means our teams know what to expect. When you have a child, which Christo, you have and I've got, you will note that your child will ask you a million questions. And all of those questions, most of the time, where do we go? Where are we going? What are we doing? All of that is to help them create an understanding about what to expect. That's all they're asking. They want to know what to expect. Because when they know what to expect, they know how to respond. They know what they need to wear when they go out. They know how long they'll be out. Will there be an opportunity to play a game on my iPad? Do I need to bring my iPad with? Or are we going to walk next to the beach and we're taking the dog for a walk? All of those things, those questions are not because they're trying to irritate you. It's because they want to understand what to expect. And when they know what to expect, they are able to respond one of the things that helps your team know what to expect is for you to be acting in integrity doing what you said you would do when you said you would do it and then showing up authentically as you i am by nature a control freak and i make no mints about it like i know that so when i when i meet people i like, we, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, no, I'm not a control freak at all. You just do. No, I'm going to tell you, look, I, I like to be in the detail. I like to know what's going on and I like to be in control of things. So I'm going to give this to you and I want to tell you how important this is to me. When I do that, I show up authentically. I was talking to I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and we were talking about children's ministry and getting involved in children's ministry and getting involved with people and I said to so her, you know what i actually don't like it i don't like other people's kids i like my kids but i'm honest about it right so i'm not going to lie and say i want to go and work in a creche i'm not going to lie and say i want to take on 50 million kids i don't want to do those things i like my kids but you know what there are people who love kids who love being around kids And they will serve those kids with compassion and with passion because that's who they are. And there's nothing wrong with it, guys. We need to stop being, oh, micromanagers are bad. No, there's a reason why they're micromanagers. And if you missed why people micromanage, I suggest you go to the previous podcast because we did discuss why people (laughs) micromanage. But be authentic about it. Don't lie. If you're worried about the details, say I am really worried about the detail. Equally, sometimes some detail is more important than other detail. Then say, guys, this report is important because it's going to help us make a decision in our business. Do we spend the money or not? Be open about it, guys. Don't don't be the secret society. That's horrible.
1: I heard this uh, quote many years ago from from a, a business uh, person and a friend. He said, "Integrity is what you think, what you say, and what you do is in alignment." Um, yes. And that's what you also say is to, to show up, you know, on, on time in the way that you said you're going to do it. So, integrity is, is, is vitally important. John Maxwell um, said this years ago, they asked him, his publisher asked him to write a book on business ethics. And he, he said, no, I need some time. And he came back to them and he says, you know what, I've, I've realized that there's no such thing as business ethics. And the publisher is like, what are you talking about? There's so many scandals taking place in business and so many fraud and things like, we need this. He says, no, I've realized there's no such thing as business ethics. And the guy just kept on saying, but it's not possible. And then John John Maxwell said said it this way. He says, there's no such thing as business ethics. There's only ethics. You either have it or you don't. You know, (laughs) thinking about um, being authentic and, you know, having integrity, you know, it's that old saying. You know, how we do one thing is how we do everything, and so we we need to show up in in the best possible way. And and the only way you can do it is to be who you are.
0: Mm. You know,
1: like you said, yes, we can work on, um, on on polishing. You know, just like this is who I am. You know, I'm just gonna be a control freak. There's a way that you can obviously manage that and and polish that. Mm. I truly believe that we need to we need to have these characteristics that you're mm. speaking about know. Yes. It is not something that should be somewhere on a wall, somewhere, you know, in a cupboard. It should not be like these are some of the cultural points that we, we want to have. No, we have to live these things, yes. you know, on a daily yes. on a daily basis. I heard another story, you know, that maybe lines with, with integrity about um, this businessman that went overseas and he bought he bought a ring, a very expensive ring. And then, you know, they went back to their country and as they walked, you know, past customs, he actually walked in there. He took off the ring and he declared the ring that he bought it, you know, from another country, and he has to pay, you know, obviously, the import tax that that is due. And um, as they walked out, the gentleman that was with him looked at him and said, "He said nobody would have knew that you bought that ring. They would have thought it's yours." And the guy looked at him and says, "It's true." He says, "But I knew." Yes. You know, so it comes down to that—you know—personal integrity, and it needs to be a lifestyle. It needs to be things yeah. that, that we live daily.
0: Correct, hundred percent. And then the the other side of of what you just mentioned about, um, uh, I think it was John Maxwell, is, I think John Maxwell also says that you need to look at the wake behind you. Are you leaving a wake when a when a boat goes on the water? It It's crashing through the water and behind it, the water is being, everything is upside down and water's flying. If as a leader, you're leaving a wake behind you, then you need to consider changing the way you do things or you need to decide not to be a leader. So we're not suggesting that your character traits are flaws. Those are not, that's not what we're saying. We're saying, think about the impact. And we spoke about it at length in the previous episode as well you need to think about the impact you leave on the people behind you because people don't remember what you said. They remember how you made them feel. We are emotional beings. We feel stuff. And that feeling creates such a memory in your mind. It is so powerful. It it overrides your rational thinking. So when you are creating negative feelings for your team because of the way that you are, because you're just the way you are, You're creating resentment, and resentment in business and in a team is terrible. It's toxic. Which brings me to measurements and and celebrating success. One of the things that I am also very passionate about, (laughs) I'm passionate about many things, it seems, uh, is measuring. What does success look like? It it comes back to being clear on your expectations, but there's expectations saying to someone that I want you to do this thing. And then there is going the one step further and saying, this is how we are going to measure success. Most people fail not because they failed and because they're stupid. They fail because someone else was not clear about what success looks like. Because my perspective of success in a particular instance versus your perspective of success in an instance is different. Because we have different perspectives. We have different cultural environments where we're, we've seen different things and we've grown up in different ways. So I will think, oh, but I'm winning. And then you look at me. If, if, if you tell me to go play cricket, for me, success is going to be if I hit the ball or I take a swing. And then you're going to laugh at me and say, no, dude, you need to make the runs. But we have different perspectives. And if you're not clear about what winning looks like, then you're setting your team up for failure
1: you speak about you know having measurements and the first thing that comes to mind is that that I've experienced with with business leaders is that you know they don't want to be be boxed in you know don't tell me like I have to do it this way you know measurements will give you a predictable outcome measurements or having measurements will give you a, a set outcome and so you know who would not want to have a predictable outcome in in, in, in his life and in business knowing that if I do this I'm going to achieve that. So, so measurements are important, you know, to, 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 to help you with your team, um, setting that expectation there, you know, because you, you spoke about the other aspect of, you know, celebration. I'm, I'm a firm believer that we have to celebrate team and individual performances. Yes. In, in every team, there are certain people that do extra, you know, everybody plays their part, but there are certain people, you know, that that's just too extra. And it's important to acknowledge that, yes. um, not continuously and only because then people mm-hmm. are going to be like, well, if there's one guy who can do everything, you know, let him run everything. So we need to have that balance where we celebrate team and individual, you know, performances. But you can mm-hmm. only celebrate that correctly if you have those measurements and those standards mm-hmm. that are in place. I've seen it so many times in organizations where We celebrate the person for the sake of the person more than Mm. what they have actually achieved. And it's just because there's not a measurement, there's not a standard, Mm. there's not clarity, because we celebrate this one person today, and then somebody else does exactly the same thing next month, and nobody hoots or or raves about it at all, you know. It's like that creates, you know, bad culture within the organization.
0: Absolutely and it comes th- it comes down to consistency so yep. clarity accountability consistency if we don't have measurement we cannot be consistent and yep. your customers are buying from you because they expect a consistent result you can't replicate the result if you don't have the measurement That's so right. we have to be cons- and also your team won't trust you if you're not consistent you can't build relationships if you're not consistent. It's all of these things that all fit together very neatly. It's very cute how it fits together. I really appreciate that. (laughs) But it is, it's about showing up consistently. It's about not being perceived as being unfair, because if you don't have the measurements, then you can't show up consistently. And then you can't show your team that you care and then it looks like you're being unfair or that you've got favorites. That's not the case necessarily. You no. don't necessarily have favorites, but the one person made more noise than the other. And because you don't have a system in place to measure the noise or to measure the actual result, you did not recognize the, the other person who also actually excelled. And that creates resentment in the team. Now your team's no longer gelling together and you don't understand why this person's not helping out because they upset. It's because you weren't consistent, and you didn't have the system to support your consistency.
1: I can already hear there's some entrepreneurs or business owners like shouting out. But what about freedom? You know, where's freedom? Where can I do? You know, where can I just be myself? I'm thinking about this. You know, my grandmother, when she was still alive, you know, she she enjoyed baking, and um, she had so many recipes and so many great um, products that she she always you know baked for us. And she had the recipe that was written down, there was measurements, you know, you need to have so many eggs, you need to have so many flour. so many teaspoons of, of salt, and so she would give me this, this, um, this recipe that, that was literally everything was written down. But then when she made the, the product, she would just go to the fridge, take out some eggs, take the flour, and she would just throw the things in. i was like, but why aren't you measuring it? Because she's done it so many times. That it's ingrained within her, that she almost knows to the to the exact. And and you spoke about systems, and you spoke about consistency. And if you consistently implement those systems and those things, it's it's going to become so second nature and so natural to do it that it's going to feel like you will not feel like you're going to have that freedom then. But you need to do it consistently over and over and over. said this previously is that the difference between a professional and an amateur an amateur does something until they get it right a professional does it until they don't get it wrong and so all that we need to create an environment where we can continuously and consistently do something until we don't get it wrong
0: absolutely that is such a powerful note to end up on do it until you don't get it wrong guys i personally have some work to do in that sphere. And I know some of you do too, because we are not all perfect. So the just of today's conversation is that leadership is about more than just a style. It's a philosophy that engages the heart, the mind and the hands of every team member. By applying international business strategies that's been proven by global companies so we know it works, you can reshape your organization culture and you can raise resilient, world-changing teams. It's about creating the environment where everyone feels connected to the grand purpose, where creativity is able to flourish because you've got the systems and structures that make sure that everyone knows when they're supposed to move and you're creating a choreographed dance. So it's not just a one step, it's about a journey to become better today than you were yesterday. So if you enjoyed today's episode, like our podcast, subscribe, and remember to share it with somebody. Don't hoard this information to yourself. Christo, thank you so much for joining us again today. To everyone else, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.